Welcome to us all again, as I said. Um, this morning, we will um, continue with our study or uh, looking at the fruits of the Spirit. And we'll look at the eighth fruit, which is gentleness. Um, and I'm hoping at this point we have kind of um, identified and, and uh, recognized the fact that the fruits that we are learning about represent Jesus Christ. They are his character. They are God's character as a whole. And we as his children, we as his kids, are being transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ daily. And therefore, we should exhibit these uh, qualities, these fruits. Um, And again, as I've said before, it's actually not us. It's him doing it in us. It's not uh, us um, exhibiting the, the, the fruit of love. It's him exhibiting the fruits of life through us as we allow him to. Because God will not force himself upon us. He will not, um, um, yeah, he will not force himself on us. However, he wants to, to use us. He wants to shine his glory. He wants to show off his glory to the world through us, his children. How wonderful that, that what a privilege that is. And so this morning we continue with this lovely um, study of the the fruit of the spirit and um, the eighth one is gentleness last week we covered the fruits of faithfulness and we try to understand a a little bit more about faithfulness this morning we're going to cover as i say gentleness and i'm going to speak a little bit more about what gentleness is in our lives because we need to kind of understand we need to we need to help we need to evaluate and uh, again, there's no heaviness if you don't feel as though you're ex- exhibiting this quality or this character. Your call is to ask Jesus Christ to help you to exhibit these fruit that he's um, teaching us. So Galatians 5, 22 to 23 says, it speaks about the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. And um, we learn that uh, it's the Holy Spirit's work in us. In him helping us to become more like Christ. And part of becoming more like Christ is exhibiting these fruits. And today the fruits of gentleness is what we will be looking at. And as, as he does that in our lives, we become gentle. We become those who are more like Christ. More like Jesus. We begin to exhibit these qualities that actually reflect him. Reflect his goodness. Reflect his peace of our lives. Reflect the joy of our, of, uh, in our lives because of him. His love. His long-suffering. His faithfulness. His goodness. And his gentleness. Now, gentleness, this fruit is also translated into meekness. Which does not mean weakness. So meekness does not mean weakness. Although some can translate uh, that or to believe that meekness or gentleness is weakness. We know that in our South African culture and perhaps the world culture, especially as uh, uh, men in particular, uh, if you're not strong, if you, are, if you are gentle, you're deemed to be a little bit weak. And I think that's the... the, the um, it's a lie from the, the enemy. Just because you're gentle actually means that you are exhibiting God's character. 
God's character. So the world says, no, you've got to be strong, you've got to stand up, you've got to do this, you've got to, you've got to be a man. But Jesus says, actually, you need to be gentle. You need to treat your wife with gentleness. You need to treat your fellow colleagues, your, your, your family with gentleness. Not, you must forever be arrogant. Because, I mean, in, in our culture, is if you're not standing up, if you're not strong, you're weak. And therefore, if you're weak, you, cannot, you don't belong. And so you feel less than. But in, our, in, uh, in God's kingdom, we are called to be gentle. And as we become gentle... So we exhibit his qualities in our lives. Yes, we'll be looked at as though we are different. But actually, that's the whole point. We are different. The word of God says that we are in the world, but not of the world. We are in the world, but not of the world. We are called to be different. We don't walk like the world walks. We don't think like the world thinks. We don't behave like the world behaves. We are different. But we are only different because of Jesus' grace over our lives. Because of God's love over our lives. That's the reason why we 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 are different. So meekness or gentleness does not mean that we are weak. Rather, it involves humility and thankfulness toward God. And a polite, restrained behavior towards others. God, I need that. A polite and restrained behavior towards my fellow human brothers and sisters. The word tells me, no, 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 no. You know, if you don't do your, if you don't, if you're not coming to the party, therefore I need to help you come to the party. Uh, But sometimes, uh, yes, I do maybe need to help you. Maybe you need to help me, but there's a way to do it. And if we're exhibiting God's character in our lives, we do it differently. The opposite of gentleness is harshness. The world calls us to be harsh, isn't it? If you're not harsh, nothing will be done. Calls us to be hard, hard hearted. If you're not hard, uh, people will walk all over you. The world almost celebrates when we're angry, angry at the world. And of course, there's a righteous anger that we need to understand that comes from God. But there's an unrighteous anger that is from the enemy. And that unrighteous anger is what the world celebrates and causes to exhibit. But we are different. A desire for revenge and self-glory. How many of us desire revenge? I'll be the first one to put my hands up. Men, I desire revenge. (laughs) I <laughs> desire revenge on this table. I desire revenge naturally. But because of God, through His Holy Spirit, He helps me as His Son to exhibit the character that represents Him. I understand that revenge is not the best way. We understand the vengeance doesn't belong to me. Actually, it's best left in God's hands. It's best left in God's world. Um, self-glory. How many of us battle over that? We all want to look good. We all want to be seen as though we know what we're doing. I had a meeting um, about a week or two ago with, with, a, with a, a business coach. And um, now he's asking me all these businessy questions. And some of them I was like, 
actually, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer to this. But in, in the business sense, I need to know these answers. I should know these answers. But he went deep and he's asking, and I felt like a fool. I felt like I'm a business, I've been in business for a long time. How come I don't know these qualities, these things? And I just realized, actually, it's okay not to know. So at that moment, I said, you know what? I don't know. I don't have the answer to it. Can you please show me? Can you please help me? And that kind of changed everything. And I learned a whole lot because of my uh, taking away my pride. Oh, no, do you know I've done this? Oh, no, no, I did that. No, no, I, I don't know the answer yet. I don't know. Actually, could you please help me? Because actually, you know more than I do. Um, and that's the opposite of, uh, of the world. The world says, no, no, I've got to stand up. In fact, I maybe even have to lie and say, I do know, I've done that. Oh, no, 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 my story is this. Uh, but God says, no, no, just be gentle. Don't be harsh. Don't be hard-hearted. And actually, just be honest. I don't know the answer to that. I do not know the answer to that. And as you do that, you reveal the honesty of your heart. And so he helps you to to work out some of these things. And then the desire to show off and being conceited. Human nature almost just drives us to, be, to want to show off. I want to show off. I can do this. I can do that. I've done this. I've achieved that. My success here. My success there. Oh, look at me. That is the opposite of God's character. And actually... It takes a strong person to be truly gentle, understanding the meaning of gentleness and meekness or meekness. Understanding that actually when you want to rise up and stand up and do and say stuff, relax, be, be gentle. Exhibit the character of gentleness, the fruit of the Spirit called gentleness in our lives. This person who is truly gentle carries a temper that accepts all God's dealing with us as good. He does not fight God on any issue. Now that's a hard statement because, man, if, I, if we look at our lives, things happen, we hear stories and, and we think, how? How can that be good? Or this has happened to me, how can that be good? But because we know God is forever transforming us, He's changing, He's helping us, we are becoming more and more like Him every day. He helps us by His grace and His Holy Spirit to realize that what life, some of the things that happen in life, we don't understand, we don't have explanation, it's a mystery as a, as, as a whole. But actually, God, I will trust you. I will trust you. There's a song that says, When... I trust you, I don't need to understand. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. See, God wants, to, wants us to give him control of our lives. And a gentle spirit helps us to do that. Helps us to get to the place where we are able to give our lives and our, our control of our lives to him. A gentle spirit helps us to do that. Uh, but this is exceptionally difficult. I mean, if uh, I had to ask you individually, uh, who here is, finds it very easy to just give God control of your life? 
I would say that um, again, I'll put my hand up and say it's not. It's not easy for me because I want to control. I want to be able to know what's happening. I wanna. I wanna steer the the, the car. I wanna go on the right path. I wanna make sure that I'm, I'm I'm going in the right way. I want control, but Jesus wants to control our lives. He wants us to give our lives to to Him. And the reason why it's difficult is because we've been afforded the freedom of choice. Because we have choice and we are not forced to give us our lives to Him as, as a whole, we have the choice to either take it and control it or leave it with Him and give it to Him and let Him control it. And if we do that, we are not in control. And that's a difficult place to be. But God says he wants us to trust him. He wants us to rely on him. He wants us to, to be um, like children trusting their parents. Going to their parents and they know, uh, mom, dad, that we can trust them. God wants that of us. Because we also realize that relying on our own logic you know, in our own lives, relying on understanding our own um, um, education, we actually have no desire to allow God to take over our lives. In our own logic, we have no desire to, to allow God to take and control our lives. We have no urge or no desire to submit to God's leadership. But with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, us being together, reading the word of, uh, uh, of God, worshipping Him and trusting Him as best as we can, even though it's not easy. Um, and the help of the Holy Spirit, we begin to see why we should completely, completely submit to God as Lord of our lives. Because there are fruits to be seen. There are fruits that will come out of us submitting our lives to, to God. And one of the fruits is gentleness. One of the fruits is love. One of the fruits is joy. Joy. The world is not a happy, uh, a happy place. We are in a, in, a, in, a, in a place where we are just so soft, so inward focused. It's all about me, my joy, my happiness, my situation. But actually, yes, and we are in the world, but we're not of the world. But the joy that comes, regardless of circumstance, that we, 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 we can be joyful, we can truly be happy, we can truly be um, loving, we can truly be gentle, we can truly show goodness, we can truly have faithfulness in our lives, only comes from the Holy Spirit. Only comes from the Holy Spirit. Meekness is not weakness, but unselfishness. Meekness is not weakness, but unselfishness. The big difference between weakness and selflessness. See, a meek person, like I said, is powerful. He's a he or she is a powerful person. Moses, remember Moses? He was a strong leader. But at the same time, he bore meekness in his soul. He did not have the attitude of pride or pride, vain, arrogance, self-sufficiency. I can do it. 
Even though we know the stories of what happened with him and he would do other things and he didn't listen and this happened because he didn't listen. But actually in his heart, he was not a proud man. He did not have uh, arrogance in his heart. He was not, um, uh, even though those things are calling uh, out of him, I'm going to be proud. I'm, I'm the leader. I'm Moses. I'm going to lead my, these people. I'm going to lead my people. Um, but because... Of God and His grace over our lives. Those things want to come out. We want to be proud. We want to be vain. I, I can do it. Don't, don't do that because my way is better than yours. Uh, God says, no, no. Let us work together. What I've given you is not for you. Your talents and your gifts are not for you. They are for the whole church and for the world to see. How else does God get glorified if you hide your talents and your gifts or you don't exhibit these uh, wonderful fruit that we're speaking about this morning? How else will God be glorified? He cannot be glorified if people, the world, which is in darkness, needs to see His light and He chooses us to shine His light. Meekness also means that we have no illusion about ourselves. Meekness means that we've got to look at ourselves and realize actually everything that we have and are is from God's grace. Everything we have, everything that we are is from God's grace. We deserve nothing from God, yet he gives us what we need. Everything is a gift from him. Everything is a gift from God. Neither do we deal with God or others on a merit system. So I'll do this, God, if you do this. If you do that, then I'll do this. Um, Henrik, if you do this, if you did the projector, well, I'll do this for you and so forth. And now we don't deal like that with each other, nor do we do that with God. We just realize out of a place of um, understanding that life is a gift. It's been given to us. We... Uh, don't control uh, the days that we are on this earth. He decides. He knows where we're at. And so we give it to him. And he says, okay, okay. As you give it to him, he will help us. He will help us. We read this morning about the, the, uh, our, our fight is um, not flesh and blood. So it's not against you and I as we want to box each other because often time we want to do that. But actually... Um, it's it's the, the spiritual forces, the, the, the um, foes. There, there are things behind that, is, that are controlling the world. The God of this earth, the word says that he is in charge. He is doing things. And so we as Christians need to realize that we are not fighting the world. We are not fighting the world. And so our responsibility is to actually lift up our hands in prayer and begin to break those strongholds, begin to pray against those strongholds because that's how we fight. That's how we fight. Because God is our strong refuge. He's our strong tower. He holds us in the palm of his hands. I mean, he says in his word, um, he knows the very number of hairs on our, on our, on our heads and uh, some of us more than others, but that's besides the point. He still knows the number of hairs on our, on our head. Hey, Jamie. Um, <laughs> hey Joe um, and, but that's a reality he knows the very number of his 
He's a big God who holds the universe in the palm of his hands. He holds it together. Yet he says he knows the number of hairs on your head. How? Shows that he's an intimate God as well. It's a majestic God who created the universe. At the same time, he says, I know you. I know your debt. I know your coming. Um, I know you're going. I know you're lying down. I, the Psalm 139 says that I cannot hide from him. I run to the depths of depths. And there you are. To the darkness. And there you are. That's how close he is to you. He knows you. Yet he created the universe. That he is able to let the planet function. Uh, I just read the other day the, the wonderful scientists in the world, they faintly find an, uh, another star, another galaxy out there. I mean, that's incredible. But God created that galaxy or that star. We are yet to figure these things out and he will allow us to do that as, as um, he wants to. But it's him. He holds it in the palm of his hands. And the reality is for us as Christians that, uh, in fact, in the world, every person is powerful. You this morning are powerful. And the reason I say that is because you can speak words that influence others. You can speak words that influence others. You can act in a way that helps or hurts others. You can speak in a way that actually brings healing or hurt. That makes you powerful. And you can choose what influences will inform your words and actions. Gentleness constrains and channels that power. That power. Gentleness constrains and channels that power. We are all powerful. Powerful um, creations of God. But we have the choice. We can either bring life or we can bring death. Today the word says that today I, I bring before you a choice. Choose life or choose death. I want to be one who is able to bring life. To choose life. To speak life. To speak encouragement over, over us. To be gentle is to recognize that God's ways and thoughts are high above our own, as Isaiah says. God's ways are high, are higher than our ways. Again, that's giving him control, because we don't need to understand everything. There are some things we'll never understand on this, on this uh, earth. But that's okay, because we trust him. And if we trust him, we don't need to understand everything. We don't need to work everything out. We just have to allow him. To continue leading us as we give ourselves a freedom to Him, as it were. It is to humbly realize that our worldviews are shaped by exposure to sin and the misinterpretation of experience. It is to accept God's worldview, reflecting truth about the spiritual and the material world. It's accepting God's truth, which is which we find in his word. Which we find. So do we believe what uh, 2 Corinthians um, 10 verse 4 says, that our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the foes. It's against principalities. It's against um, the, the things of the spiritual realm. This is what it says. So I don't uh, 
speak out of turn. Do we believe in Corinthians 10, uh, 2, 10 verse 4 that the word says that for the weapons of our warfare. So guess what? We are in a warfare. We're in a warfare. We're in a war. Are not carnal, but mighty in God. Where are they mighty? Only in God. For pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments. Verse 5. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought into the um, captivity. Every, not just some. Every. Do we believe that? Do you believe that? And if you don't, uh, Holy, uh, ask the Holy Spirit to help you believe that again. Remember, um, we are saved through faith. We didn't know, we didn't see Him, but in faith we believed in Him. And so we continue walking this mysterious life in faith. And that means that we've got to believe in His Word. That when He says in John 10, 10, that He has come to give life and life in abundance. Uh, in abundance. I don't believe, I don't see my life, I don't think I'm living my life in that abundance that God has given us. Yes, the, um, uh, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We can see that in the world today. But he says he's come to give life, give us life. How does it look like? We exhibit these qualities, these characters of the fruit of the Spirit. Life, love, life equals peace. Life from him equals joy. Life from him equals faithfulness. Life from him equals goodness. Life from him equals gentleness. We exhibit these qualities or these characters because we have been transformed daily to the image and likeness of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are different. Yes, we're in this world, but not of the world. And so we are different. So when we do stand up, we don't try. It just happens because we are yielding to the Holy Spirit. We are yielding to him. As best as you can. And every day you'll be faced with challenges. But as you yield to him, so he gives you the grace and the, the, the ability to be able to overcome that which you need to overcome. Because as you overcome, as you yield to him, so he gets the glory. Remember uh, Philippians um, 1 verse 11 said this to us. And this is why we ended up in Galatians. That Jesus Christ gives us the fruits of righteousness. Why? For the praise and glory of God the Father. For the praise and glory of God the Father. That is a, it's an exciting statement, but also a, a, a difficult statement when you are thinking about you. Okay, God gives me these things. Uh, Jesus gives me these things for, for him. But why? Well, what about me? I want to have those qualities so I can look like I'm good. I can look like I'm loving. I can look as though I'm, I'm gentle and all the rest. But then I get the glory. God doesn't get the glory. God wants his glory. And he will help us to exhibit uh, these qualities so that he can get his glory. Gentleness also means 
giving up the right to judge what is best for ourselves and others. Giving up the right to judge what is best for us and then judging what's best for you, for others. Gentleness means that you give that up and give it to God. Ask Him to help you. Because as I said earlier from Isaiah, His ways are higher than our ways. He knows the beginning to the very end and everything in between. Even though we don't understand, He knows. So as we trust in Him, we want to exhibit, we want to show His character daily in our lives. And that means we've got to give up. We've got to give up trying to work things out ourselves. See, God is concerned with our spiritual growth. And he knows how to grow us far better than we do. We can say that, uh, yeah, yeah, following God, the best way to grow is you've got to spend time in the Word. You've got to be uh, in church. You've got to be uh, worshiping and all those things are good. But I can tell you now, God knows what's best, best for you to grow better than we do. Better than we do. And as we yield to him, he will show us. He'll show us. Yes, we've got to read the word. We've got to understand the word that, so we can believe this word. That it has power. When he speaks about uh, life, life in abundance, what is that life? This life we find here through the word. Gentleness means that we accept the rain or that rain falls on both the righteous and unrighteous. That's gentleness. To see your fellow brothers and sisters who are actually not serving God, but man, God's rain falling upon them and they are successful. And remember, us, uh, our definition of success is somewhat skewed because we think he has money or he has a successful whatever business. He is successful, yet he does not know Christ. Yet his life is empty. Yet his life, he's searching. I've got a friend like that who is uh, very successful in our understanding in the, in the world view. He's got money. He's got a successful business. But he is unhappy. He is unhappy. He is searching. He's trying to, uh, trying, trying, where, what, how. And the truth of the matter is, what we deem as success versus what God sees as success is vastly different. Because being separated from the love of God, that is not success. Being united with Christ, now on earth and into eternity, that is success. Man, uh, God is good to us. God is good to us. We might not often think that, and I understand. We might not believe that, and I understand. But the reality is, God's character does not change. He, is, he says in His Word, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So for thousands of years, God has remained the same. The world has changed. Things have happened up and down. But he has remained constant. Today he's the same as he was yesterday. Tomorrow he'll be the same as he was yesterday. Yesterday he was good. Today he's still good. Tomorrow he'll be good. Yesterday he was full of love. 
Today is the same and tomorrow. Yesterday he was full of compassion. Today he is full of compassion. Tomorrow he will be full of compassion. He does not change. Yes, our lives change. The ebbs and flows of our lives. But he remains constant. And we need to hold on to something that is constant. Can you imagine holding on to someone who's like, ah, today it's up, tomorrow it's down. You don't know whether this wave is it's gonna take you under. Can you? No, we hold on to a firm foundation that he is constant. He is never changing. Yes, he's full of love and mercy, but he's also full of justice and righteousness. This is a God that I serve. This is a God that I want to continue serving. Him who gives me life, though I don't deserve it. Him who gives me everything that I need, even though I don't deserve it. To live in the spirit of gentleness toward God is to accept His judgment on people and issues. Accept His judgment on people and issues. Often in the Christian world, we, we, will, we will think no, a brother or a sister is, is, um, has fallen in, in sin or whatever. And um, we think gentleness, we've got to go you know, walk alongside them in a gentle way. So much so that that person doesn't even know that they've sinned because we haven't expressed what what's gone wrong. We're trying to express being gentle. But if you're gentle, help by the Holy Spirit... He helps us to speak truth and helps us to show people, our friends, our our fellow friends, the holiness that He calls us to live by. And when you are able to speak about that holiness, there's just a, 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 um, a light that shines upon the one who has fallen. But He says we have to walk with Him in a gentle way. Not lording over them, not hitting them, not, no, but you speak the truth. For the truth will set us free. When you have, when you exhibit the uh, character of gentleness, you're able to love your brother or your sister who is caught in sin and you're able to help them to get out of this sin with love. Because there's a high level of holiness that God has called us to live by. So are we gentle today? Are we meek today? I don't know if we are. Am I gentle? Am I meek? I don't know if I am. But I do know one thing. Is that as I, as I give my life to Christ. As I yield to his, towards his ways. As I long to follow his ways. So he will help me to be gentle. But gentle in a way that pleases him. Gentle in a way that pleases him. Not gentle in a way that pleases us or that comes naturally as I please him. But gentle in a way that pleases him. Remember, Jesus Christ gives us these characters. It helps us to exhibit these fruits of righteousness and fruits of fruit of the Spirit for the praise and glory of God the Father. So are you gentle? Are you meek? Are you loving? Are you kind? Are you 
full of um, joy? Do you have peace? Do you have long-suffering? Do you have goodness? Do you have gentleness? If you don't, that's okay. Just ask God to help you. Just ask Him to do it, because it's Him who's doing it, actually. But we've got to say, yes, Lord, I, I'm falling short of this, but only you can help me. Only you can help me. For God remains good. For God remains gentle. He remains faithful. He remains full of joy. He gives us his joy. He remains full of love. This is the God that I serve. So if you're not there, that's okay. As long as you ask him to help you to get there. And if you are there, wonderful. Pray for us and help us to also get there. Because as you do that, as we do that, we give him the praise and glory that's due to his name. Thank you. God is good to us. Can I pray for us? If it's okay. Father, you're good. You are good. And this morning, God, I ask that you'd help us all as your sons and your daughters to not try to work things out, to trust you, Lord, wholeheartedly, to give ourselves to you, to give our freedom to you. Because as we do that, Lord, you give us life. Lord, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but you have come to give us life and life full of abundance. And God, we want that abundance. And not necessarily for ourselves, but so we can give you praise and honor that's due to your name. So help us this morning, God. Holy Spirit, we ask you for your help. We need your help to live this life according to your ways. In Jesus' strong and mighty name I pray. Amen.